Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audiblepodcast.com slash sorgatronmedia. Over 75,000 titles to choose from for your iPod, iPhone, or MP3 player. Just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait. Wait for the perfect time and attack. Don't give up what you want, take it back. Wait for the perfect time and attack. Hey guys, it's the Wrestling Mayhem Show. And everybody blew some shit up this weekend. Yeah. Happy birthday, America. Happy birthday, America. Um, I'm sorry, I just found out my wife is at the theater without me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Foursquare. Um, anyways. <laughs> it's, so, uh, it's what is she seeing? Uh, probably Cars 2. Oh. Oh, well. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm, it's the I'm, I'm, I'm seven. I'm not even excited for Cars 2. Exactly. Shut your mouth. Exactly. <laughs> it's a Pixar film. It'll be good. That's right. You're That's a right. Pixar film. I'm going to beat you. But <laughs> Cars 2. Every Wrestle fan. We've, they don't need any introduction, but they're here anyways. DJ Lunchbox from the interesting purple cave of... You know, that's a very suggestive light behind you. I know, right? Uh, what's up, hot dog? It is me, DJ Lunchbox. I've broken into an old abandoned podcast. Um, those of you who may are familiar with the Pittsburgh podcasting scene or the you know international podcasting scene, you might be familiar with the old podcast known as the G-Spot. Well, I am coming to you live from their studios... They are gone. I broke into the house. I'm eating their food, and I'm not wearing pants. I'm my balls on everything. <laughs> oh, boy. Mike Talk? Hi. Um, no. Hi. Corpus Christi, Texas, the Wrestle fan. How you doing? Hey, a very uh, less uh, audible sorgatron. I am here. Hi, I just adjusted my knobs. Yeah, that's, I bet you did. Uh, I am here. <laughs> In Corpus Christi, Texas, a little bit. Uh, I've moved from my uh, love nest, that is my bed, um, to an actual desk this week. <laughs> love nest to the yeah, love it, desk. It's a love nest. Okay, okay, excellent. And, and only for cookies, not for sausages. Um, and on the couch, Chachi. Wow, Russell fan, no, no more. Just, <laughs> just stop. You just vagina. Stop. All right. If you if you stumble across us, and of course I'm the Sorgatron. If you stumble across us, a wrestling mess, wrestling mess, wrestling mayhem <laughs> show. <laughs> you can find us at wrestlingmayhemshow.com. Follow us on Twitter. Plays at at mayhem show. We like to talk about wrestling there. I hope that's why you're here. <laughs> uh, you can also contact us at wrestlingmayhemshow.com. <laughs> Good times at wrestlingmayhemshow.com. If you didn't catch that, um, or you can call us at four one two two zero six WMS zero. It's nine six seven zero. Drop us a line there. We like to hear your voice, guys. I, we love to hear your voice, America and other parts unknown. Um, America, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on wrestlingmayhemshow.blip.tv, MediaFly, youtubecom show and a very variety. Varying of other places. Uh, we're also on the Roku box, I think. I think. I think. Um, and also, you can get our uh, app for a dollar ninety nine on Wrestling Mayhem Show Gold, uh, where you get some exclusive content of us doing things and singing to certain songs, or Chachi doing an interesting lip sync job to a certain song uh, going on there. Uh, so you go check that out. Of course, um, it's on your iTunes. Uh, what? What do you have on the Android? You have an Android Marketplace or something. Yeah. You have an Amazon yeah. App Store, something like that. It works on the iPad. 
And I understand a new version's coming for the iPad very soon. So, first thing we like to do is hear from you, ladies and gentlemen. We got some fan mail. Uh, so, voice of the Riz. Oh, fuck the Riz. <laughs> what? <laughs> needs to. No. Not needs... the voice of the Riz anymore, apparently. <laughs> okay, no. you said F that. You, did you see what we did for you last week? We had problems, of course, like we did just a minute ago. Um, and, and I called the Riz personally. I heard. To read your email yes. on the air. Well, good. That's the least he can do for, uh, for all the times that I read the crap he sends in. So he read the crap you send in. My drug, in, my drug induced crap. The steaming yes. pile you send in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> WMS! I could sit here and complain about TNA like I do every week. However, a few things happened last week. A. Impact was fairly good. Can't believe I just said that. Two. Jeff Hardy hacked Chachi's email last week. <laughs> and Q. <laughs> The Angry Grandpa pretty much summed up everything there is to sum up about TNA. If you haven't heard The Angry Grandpa hates Impact Wrestling yet, just watch. Audio listeners, don't worry, it's filled with great lines that you can hear. Until the next time, enjoy the soothe soundings of <laughs> Angry Grandpa. Riz. And, and we do have video here on the Wrestling Mayhem Show. We, we, we're in techno technological. Yes, we are. There oh, he is. There you go. That's as much money as Impact Wrestling made on ticket sales last year. <laughs> Impact Wrestling. That's how you used to be TNA. Yeah. Why did you change your Impact Wrestling? Because nobody cared about TNA. Well, nobody cared about fucking Impact Wrestling. For those that can't see, he's definitely in a trailer park. And <laughs> he's a grandpa. And everybody's angry grandpa hates Impact Wrestling. Are you a dumb goddamn bitch? You have the same goddamn losers that fucking ruined WCW? Here's my impersonation of one of your wrestlers at fucking TNA in the goddamn grocery store paying for it. That'll be $120. EBT. <laughs> yeah, that goddamn, you stupid bitch. Why they got a little food stamp? You talking about going town to town having house shows? You're the biggest show of the fucking year. You can't even sell 2,000 tickets to. So, everyone wants to know you did. It could be the goddamn graveyard and the morticians. Because, face it, y'all wow. fucking dead. Hey, Hogan, I got one question. <laughs> did your son pick dead. up a boyfriend in prison? In this corner, What's... we got Kurt Angle. In this corner, we got Jeff Jarrett. And the goddamn kids are in the middle saying, Daddy versus Daddy. What are you paying your resident? Goddamn candy apples, cotton candy, and goddamn giving them free rides on the roller coaster? Hey. I saw Jeff Hardy the other day. He was doing a goddamn Coca-Cola commercial. I ain't sure you even going, things go better with Coke. And CM Punk. <laughs> I, think the the I think you get the idea. I think you get the idea. Uh, but one thing uh, that strikes me is Grandpa watches, reads a lot of the internet. He does. I mean, he's, he's a very intellectual he grandpa. He is the oldest smart mark I think I've ever heard. He, though he, I mean, he definitely has to be very educated on uh, TNA since he clearly lives in Tennessee. Clearly, <laughs> yeah, you know, that that's that, that's some nicely mowed grass there, though. Um, wow, thank you, Riz, for turning. Out. Please send us videos, guys. Please send us videos. That was awesome. Uh, now, yeah, really, wow. just. Just YouTube, Angry Grandpa Hates, and you'll get a whole list of stuff he hates. I'm sure all of it's got to be uh, quite as good. Uh, let's, let's say we need Angry Grandpa on the, on the Mayhem show. You, you call him. I, I hope he gets interviews. <laughs> um, 
Yo, we might have to do that. We might have to see what we can do there. All we really have to do is give him a microphone and he'll talk for half an hour straight. Or, or give him some pecan sandies. It'll be a special edition. It'll be the perfect thing to follow up the comics uh, series we're doing. Um, fantastic. Um, he's still going. He's still going in the background. I'm sorry. Uh, he's, just, he's just still going. Um, he probably still has a rotary dial. Bobby F. J. Tell made a good point. <laughs> Uh, yay, AO1 videos for all. Yeah, did you send one this week? Uh, well, did, did we get any other fan mail? Did we really have a light week? That was, that was the only fan mail we you got. You know what? This it's week. holiday, but we, we give a lot to, we give it up to Riz for being such a trooper and, uh, and doing that. Um, on so, the 4th of July. On the 4th of July. He said that on the 4th of July, guys. Impressive. Happy birthday, America. Happy birthday, America. <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Dolph Ziggler. So, uh, so let's move on to the indie minute. Well, in the minute like this I call week, it the poop break. <laughs> Thank you, Chachi. On, I know you care so pack. much about my segment, but <laughs> no. Uh, Bobby F J Town sends in the AON recap special Thunder Cup edition, and uh, there's a lot, uh, a whole lot for the indie minute. So we, I'm going to go down with the Thunder Cup results. Um, Sherrod Hall versus John McGraw for the television title. Sherrod Hall wins the match and becomes the new TV champion. Uh, the semifinals. Zach Rain versus Colin Blair. Colin Blair picked up the victory to move on to the finals. And Black Lightning had a bye to the Thundercut finals because he defeated Marcus Cage. C4 defeated Sherrod Hall to advance to the finals. Um, Akiba and Biff Blackstone made their debuts in the Thunder Rumble, which Justin Starr won and received a rematch against Shane Malice oh, wow. for the title. Colin Blair had to make a choice between a Pennsylvania title shot or the finals of the Thunder Cup. He chose the finals with some persuasion by ISP, and ISP became the number one contender for the AONPA Heavyweight Championship. Emily Carmichael wheeled Kess out to ringside, tied up in a wheelchair, and shocked, shocking him with a taser. <laughs> ISP, <laughs> ISP with Shane Mouse versus Shane Mouse for the title. ISP punished Shane Mouse and had some comments for Kess's wife at ringside. She slapped him and instructed ISP for Shane to hit count your teeth for the victory. Uh, wow. In the Thunder Cup Finals, Black Lightning versus C4 versus Colin Blair. Great match by all involved. C4 put Colin Blair through a table. Colin Blair did a corkscrew off the top rope and became the first ever two-time, two-time, two-time Thunder Cup champion. You said that three times. That was three times. I don't know why you had it three times. War War for Territory 4 is August 20th in Altoona. Wait, War for Blair, Territory 4? War for Territory 4. Wow. Is okay. the name okay. of their August show in Altoona at the Blair County Convention. Thunder Cup drew 1,200 people this year, making it the biggest tourney yet. We, uh, yeah, we, we pulled up the picture here while you were talking. Check out that, that, that crowd over there. Uh, for Thunder Cup, looking pretty that's good. That's very nice. I mean, that's, that's, that's better than a lot of people around here. Um, <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, then, uh, uh, Ryan versus Manchild due to a stipulation by Otis Hellenbach. Bam Bam Hassel was his guest referee and he attacked both and disqualified them both. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing I've never seen a heel ever do is a, be a referee, attack both guys and disqualify both of them. <laughs> Okay. okay. All right. Um, 
Uh, and that is the uh, the AON report for this week. The only um, the only other indie news I want to mention is um, go to our friends at iwcwrestling.com. Uh, Super Indie Ten is out on DVD right now. Um, you can go ch- pick that up. I believe I believe they're fifteen dollars. I'm um, I'm not exactly sure I, on that. I think that's the usual but, thing. Yeah. 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 Usually. Um, it was. A, I was told it was a great tournament. Um, uh, guys like uh, friends of the show, Super Hentai, Jason Gorey, Michael Blama Facade, as well as uh, a lot of indie talent like El Generico, Generico, uh, Colt Cabana, as well as others. Uh, if you want to go uh, buy that DVD, go to iwcwrestling.com. Uh, check them out. There's also a little uh, DVD teaser on the uh, front page of iwcwrestling.com. Right it's uh, Sorg showing us right there. Um, so go check them out, uh, buy the DVD, uh, and go support indie wrestling. And yeah, that is, that is the indie minute for this week. Yeah, a lot of great faces there. Uh, Kings of Wrestling, as you see there, El Generico a moment ago. Um, uh, Sterling James Keenan, James Keenan returning. Of course, this was the big, uh, tribute to Sweet and Sour Larry Sweeney. Uh, really good night there, and, and I'm sure it's gonna be a great DVD too. So we are here with Mike Kingston of Headlocked, the comic book, uh, returning to the show, part two of our um, wrestling and comics series. How are you doing tonight, Mike? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Excellent. It's good to, it's good to hear you again. Good, good uh, to see you're still doing it out there. Uh, so tell us, for those who, who uh, haven't uh, read Headlocked, heard of it before, uh, what's the concept behind it? Um, all right. Well, uh, it's about the story of a kid who's... Uh, He's in college and he's a theater major and he's got sort of a stereotypical bad attitude about wrestling. And, uh, one night he gets dragged to a show kind of against his will and he, uh, falls in love with wrestling. He sees the performance art behind it, the lights and the crowd, and he decides that that's what he wants to do. So he, uh, quits school and he, uh, sets out to become a professional wrestler, which, uh, you know, just if you know anything about wrestling, it, uh, it sounds like it's got Bad news for him written all over it. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, I always thought uh, when I first picked this up, that was an interesting mix, having a drama student um, um, getting into wrestling like that. Um, it, it's been out for a while now. What was feedback to uh, to that series? Uh, so far, it's. I mean, I feel like the people that uh, the people that have read it, I mean, they really liked it. Mm-hmm. I haven't. Uh, it's not to say that there, there haven't been people that haven't liked it, but I haven't heard anything i got one complaint from a guy who didn't like the moves that some of the wrestlers used uh didn't, didn't feel like they were believable finishers which mm-hmm. really has absolutely nothing to do with the book so <laughs> you know sort of the height of uh smarkiness i guess but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was it that was you know i feel like if that's the only thing anybody's got to say i'm doing all right Excellent, excellent. Um, now, um, now the the cool thing is, uh, as we we see here on the video here, uh, Jerry the King Lawler uh, did some cover art for you, and and there's lots of pictures of a, a lot of a lot of the wrestlers with the book. Um, you know, uh, how, how did you get uh, the King uh, to be a part of this project? It's uh, it was real convoluted. I uh, emailed <laughs> him through his website, and uh, he said yes. Uh, it was such a long shot when I did it that uh, I totally forgot I did it. You know, like I just did it one day. Like I was like, oh, we'll see. What, you know, throw it against the wall. And uh, you know, I got it. I got an email back, and he said, send me some books. And I sent him some books, and uh, he called me up and said, yeah, I'll do it. And uh, that's 
you know, he's done two covers for me. Um, we've done a lot of comic book conventions together. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really just a tremendous, tremendous guy. He's been a tremendous help to me. Awesome. Awesome. Um, excellent. Excellent. Now, I know I, I read uh, the first uh, three ep- uh, issues of it. How far did it go? Uh, we did a we did a preview book that was two pages mm-hmm. or uh, twenty pages that came out a while back. It was just pinups and short stories and and whatnot. Um, and then we did our first book, which was a forty eight page book called Work of Art that sort of introduced the concept. Um, and then we did the tryout miniseries, which was three issues. And then we have a, an edition that collects all of it. Um, you know, a square bound, you know, trade paperback that collects everything that we've done thus far. Mm-hmm. And then we have a new book coming out uh, in July that uh, we'll be selling at San Diego Comic-Con and uh, various events and such. Awesome. So so um, what, what, how did you uh, decide to do wrestling for our comic book? I mean, you got to be obviously a wrestling fan to begin with. Uh, yeah, no, I've been a, a wrestling fan my whole life, um, mm-hmm. since 85 maybe, mm-hmm. 84. Um, and I think after a long enough time, yeah, well, there's, there were two things sort of at play. I'm also a comic book fan, and I read horrible wrestling comics for years. Horrible, just awful wrestling comics. <laughs> and so part of it, you know, I wanted to do a wrestling comic book that I would want to read. And then the other thing is, uh, you know, it's sort of my defense for wrestling. You know, you, if, if you've been a wrestling fan for any length of time, you've had to defend your fandom to somebody and I feel like by using a by using a theater actor and sort of examining the craft of wrestling through the eyes of a performance artist it sort of it had the layer of legitimacy to people you know who might not have that sort of understanding of it mm-hmm. awesome awesome um so, so you weren't uh, you weren't impressed with the old WCW main event uh, comics then that we we were we were talking a lot about those old uh, crazy WWE WWF whatever Ultimate Warrior comics and stuff. No, I mean you know they just they were you know sort of fun in a Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus sort of way I guess, but <laughs> it's just it's always insulting you know like for the longest time as a wrestling fan anytime somebody would put out sort of an ancillary product to wrestling, you know, it, you would just feel like they would think you were the biggest morons. The way they wrote them, the way, you know, they, the way they treated things. I mean, you know, look at Ready to Rumble, for God's sakes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I just, it's upsetting. So, you know, I feel like I'm a wrestling fan. I've been a wrestling fan my whole life. And I want to, you know, I want to do something that I think other wrestling fans would like. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, what's what's uh, coming up for Headlock? I understand uh, you have some new stuff coming up. Yeah, we're uh, we're we're sort of relaunching the series. Basically, sort of my my real life kind of kind of was a disaster for a little bit, which is what why the book hasn't uh, hasn't come out a little more regularly. Um, and now I'm, I got a new job, and I I'd worked a lot of hours, but I got a new job, and my life's sort of back on track. So. Mm-hmm. We're relaunching the book. What I'm doing is I'm we're going to move forward a little bit in the series, a few months, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna find our main character in a in what is essentially the uh, the main Federation's uh, developmental organization. He's not 
signed to a contract or anything, but he's there, and I think I think that gives it a you you kind of hit it all. You get rookies on the way up, you get veterans on the way down. You know, you get the dreamers that show up there working for free, just hoping to get noticed. And I think you can kind of you can kind of start to build a little bit of a supporting cast, and uh, you, know, you have an opportunity to sort of interact with every sort of part of the wrestling industry from there. Awesome, awesome. I, I see you're uh, hitting on uh, uh, some cons. I know uh, a friend of the show, Dave Lagana, was uh, uh, mentioned to be at your booth. Yes, yes, we're doing uh, Comic Con here. We got, we got uh, Dave Lagana is going to be there on Thursday and Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to do a podcast probably live from the show. Nice. Um, I have Christopher Daniels is going to be there again this year. He wrote the uh, he wrote the foreword to my collected edition. Nice. And uh, my penciler, actually, the penciler for the first set of Headlock Comics. Uh, Randy Valiente is uh, from the Philippines. He's actually making his first uh, convention appearance in the United States. So he's going to be at the table for a little bit. And then I have, uh, I want to say, three or four more wrestlers coming that uh, I just have to get sort of final confirmation. But uh, it could be anywhere from anywhere from three to six more people. It's always it, it's always a big event at your booth. I know when we first came across you at the New York Comic Con, I mean you were there with I, I wanna say like Scott Steiner and, and and some of the knockouts. I mean there was there was a like probably four or five people there. I mean, I wanna say maybe even the honky tonk man if I recall. Um is that always been a thing for you? Is is it is is it from the reaction to the book that you're able to get these people uh along with you? Actually that first year I was a guest at someone else's booth. Waller oh. and I were a guest. We were brought in with all those other guys. Nice. So it wasn't my booth per se. Mm-hmm. But but the perfect location for people to find out about you. Right. But uh, but you know since then you know Comic Con we've really tried to make a uh, make it a wrestling destination. You know Lawler was there last year. Um, Christopher Daniels was there last year. Hurricane came by to hang out for a little bit. Nice. You know he's a, he's a friend of the comic. Um. You know, we, uh, at any given time, you know, we just had different people. Uh, Ken Anderson was by the booth at one point, uh, the Bellas. So, because I know some people sort of in WWE too, so they bring their talent by and they nice. come, you know, when they have, when they appear from a talent stuff, so. We had a question from the chat room from Bobby FJ Town. I think I know the answer to this, but he asked if you're coming to the Steel City Con, con anytime soon. Which one is that? The Steel City Con. I think it used to be the uh, Toy and Collectible uh, Con down here. Pittsburgh? Yeah, yeah, they have in Monroeville. It's not like the main Pittsburgh Comic Con for us. Uh, They have this like three times a year. They they usually have like TNA wrestlers there. I think they have Tori Wilson this time. So. I I can, I'm always looking to do shows. So (laughs) I, uh, right now, I mean, I've just been sort of focused on, I mean, I actually got a lot in the works, like right at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, trying to get the book back on track we're building a website uh i've got a guy who's building like a a motion like a motion comic type commercial for me uh we got new new stories coming out so right now i've just been focused on comic-con because i had actually you know i paid for that booth about a year ago mm-hmm. um but uh i think the only thing i have right now that's on the docket is new york in october but i'm definitely going to look to do more shows because uh i just printed a a bunch of books so I need to, uh, you know, I need to get out there and uh, 
build the you know sort of rebuild my audience. Well, that's a good question. You mentioned motion comics. Now, what is your take on uh, what's going on with the digital uh, side of things in comic books right now? The uh, the comic book industry is is in a in a really weird place because you have three distinct segments of readers. Mm-hmm. You have the people who buy monthlies at you know the comic book shop. You have people who buy the paperbacks at the bookstore, and then you have people who read digitally. And I don't think there's a ton of overlap between all three. Mm. So you have to try to find a way. I mean, it's hard, obviously. You know, if I have, you know, for Marvel, I mean, they can put all these products out. It's a little trickier for, you know, an independent like myself to, you know, to, to put out all different, you know, a lot of different products. But uh, that's uh, that's something we're still kind of, uh, kind of dealing with because the market is in a great deal of flux. I mean, DC is going to same-day digital release, so that might affect comic book stores. You just you just don't know. So we, uh, we're we going to have an iPad app for the book, and right now you can download the book digitally, and then I have print books. Um, you know, we've been through stores, and they've, you know, they've been and gone. Um, I'm not 100% sure what I'm going to do. I've got a couple of studios that are interested in the book that I'll be talking to at Comic-Con. Nice. Uh, in terms of how we're going to distribute the the new series. So. Excellent. Uh, well, hopefully um, we see you around here. Or at least we'll see you. At, um, I believe I'll be going up to New York City Comic-Con, so I'll be sure to say hi at the booth. Um, and, and can't wait to see what comes next in the in the series. Thanks, man. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for it. I think uh, I'm really, I like the direction that it's going. I've got, you know, I've had a year and a half to just <laughs> sort of percolate ideas and, you know, just build build on some stuff. And uh, I think we got some good stuff coming. I uh, just, you know, like what, what we need now from, uh, from fans, I guess, is just, you know, support getting off the ground, um, building awareness. You know, as an independent, you know, obviously the Marvel and DC sort of dominate the comics media, and then, you know, WWE sort of dominates the wrestling media. So we're just trying to build a larger uh, awareness of what we're doing. Because, I mean, everybody that everybody that finds us, you know, they like what we're doing. We just need to get out in front of a lot more people. You're, you're, you're the indies of comic books. You need, you need to find your NXT or Tough Enough. And... <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so tell people uh, if they want to find out more about Headlocked in the meantime and where uh, where you'll be showing up in the future, uh, where, where can they find you online? Uh, for right now, like I said, my, faith, my, my website should be uh, should be built in the next, I'd say, two to three weeks tops. I'm hoping to have it up before San Diego. Um, right now, just we have a, a Facebook page that's uh, facebook.com slash headlockcomic, and I'm at headlockcomic on Twitter. In fact, I will make this offer to, to anybody who's listening. If you follow me on Twitter, and I will follow you back. You DM me your email, and I will send you a sample of the book. Ooh, there you go. Absolutely, I'll send you. I'll, uh, I'll send you a PDF, and you can check it out and see what you think. Excellent. At Headlock Comics, there on the screen for you guys on the video. Uh, thanks a lot, Mike, for uh, catching up with us, and uh, we can't wait to see the new stuff. Awesome. Thanks very much for having me. I appreciate it. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. Now I'll refresh. Hold on. Yeah, everything is definitely tactically maneuvered. You're <laughs> maneuvered. Like, oh, that's something we can't air broadcast. Oh. Did you say the 
with some redneck shit. I want they recognize. Yeah, put it behind the microwave. What the fuck? I put shit behind the microwave. What's up, guys? This is DJ Lunchbox coming to you live from the uh, old abandoned G-Spot Studios, and uh, you are listening to the Wrestling Mayhem Show. From time to time here on the show, uh, we like to do a little something. But we like to we like to step back from our uh, from our unpleasantries as uh, internet wrestling uh, people who watch wrestling. We like to step back, and we like to get back to what we really love about wrestling, and. Um, we would like to ask the question, hey, remember when? Hey, Lunchbox. What's up, John? Remember when? I do! <laughs> 2008. 2008, the March 10th episode of Raw, Chris Jericho won the Inter- Intercontinental Championship for the eighth, count it, eighth time beating Meth Head himself, Jeff Hardy. Uh, shortly thereafter, he turned heel and uh, he had Shawn Michaels on the highlight reel. And he said, fuck you, Shawn. And he put his head through the Jeritron 5000, something we've all been waiting to see for a very long time, or had been. The storyline then went that he caused severe damage to his eye. Excuse me. And uh, at night of champions, he lost the Intercontinental Kofi Kingston uh, due to Shawn Michaels. This was when Jericho became the wonderful character that we know him as today. He wore a suit. He went back to, you know, different tights. Uh, he, he described himself as a self-righteous, honest man. Um, he, uh, he shed the, the Y2J trademarks. He really became a, a serious person. And on top of that, he had one of the greatest feuds um, in recent memory. And he had it with uh, one Mr. Shawn Michaels. He, uh, quote-unquote, retired Sean, dealing with the eye damage. He was attached to retina or something. And even after that, he went to swing at Sean. You might remember him. Sean dodged, and he hit uh, his wife, Rebecca, right in, the, right in the mush. Right in the kisser. One of the best. Right in the kisser. Straight to the moon. And uh, one of the best segments of Raw, we've watched that video clip here on the Mayhem Show over and over and over. <laughs> I've just heard taking it straight in the face. Um, it, was a, it was an absolutely uh, tremendous, tremendous uh, feud between him and Shawn Michaels. And uh, if you are technologically savvy, which you are because you're listening to a podcast, there is a torrent out there that contains all of the matches from this 2008 feud with Chris Jericho and Shawn Michaels. I can't recommend it enough because it wasn't just the storyline it wasn't just the mic work these guys had amazing incredible innovative matches um that still stand the test of time today so go and check them out and you can remember when with me sounds sexy dude ridiculous (laughs) excellent thank you lb for that report and, uh, it, you know, it was kind of a light week for wrestling because of the holiday and everything. Everything was pre-taped. We already kind of talked about the CM Punk thing. Um, but then, uh, CM Punk goes and does some crazy shit down in Australia. Hell yeah. Wrestle fan, I think you've been watching this. You, you shared the video with me at first, I oh, believe. Oh, what boy. What happened with CM Punk? 
Well, we we all are a big fan of CM Punk right, here on the Wrestling Mayhem show. Sorry. Wait, what? Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't <laughs> worry about it. Okay. Uh, we're fans here of CM Punk here on the Wrestling Mayhem show, and footage uh, was leaked online. Very very good footage, actually. This wasn't like camera phone, like horrible it's a really, quality. It's probably like an iPhone 4 from the looks I of it. I wouldn't be surprised. It was really good. I was thoroughly surprised of uh, CM Punk uh, doing a live event. In Australia, I forgot what city, but um, jawing with a fan um, who I believe was clearly inebriated throughout the video. Um, basically, and um, he's gotten a lot of slack um, because uh, I believe at one point, uh, the, well, the line was "Nice faux hawk, you homo." Um, Out of all the and, things he said, that's the thing that ticked people yeah, off. Yeah, uh, TMZ picked up on it, and a bunch of other. Picking up on how he used a uh, homophobic slur, um, yada yada. CM Punk's uh, apologized on Twitter. Um, WWE's sent out, I guess, a, an apology of sorts um, about this. But um, I, I, in all honesty, and maybe this is just me being a wrestling fan and not, you know, maybe understanding the severity. I didn't find a problem with it at all because, like you said, that was it, that was the only like he just called him a homo. And like it wasn't like he went on a told like tirade, yeah, about yeah. him being homosexual. No, he, he didn't go on a entire like gay bashing tirade. So I, I got <laughs> you there. Although the best part I got out of this was this. I'm picking on you two chicks right now. You have a vagina. You have a vagina. Nice, nice mohawk, you homo. And that, there you go. That was actually the part right there uh, that, that they had a problem with. So, yeah. um, you know, you know, the, the problem is, the problem is that, that, that somebody representing the company says something like this. Um, and, you know, they did work with Glad in the past, I think. Um, yeah. But, and it's like, we've heard, I mean, we've heard things of like Cena going out and apologizing too, like yeah, during his yeah. rock he, tie, right? Yeah. And he had like, you know, just really yeah. veiled comments, you know, mm-hmm. that, that go in regard to that. And, yeah. If and anything, it, the comments, Cena has made about The Rock uh, leading up to WrestleMania were much worse than what CM Punk did. Well, he, he, no, he, you know, well, more, more, C- no, you Cena, know. Cena didn't say homo, which was, you know, more of a direct kind of term, I think, than than what Cena had used. Uh, from what I recall, what's that, LB? More of a, I think it's considered more of a slur than, you know, heavily yeah. implying homosexuality yeah Cena Cena did heavily imply uh butt sex but (laughs) Cena was subtle about it than CM Punk was but I'm sure CM Punk didn't think oh okay well I'm being recorded at all times so yeah yeah yeah. that's that's it especially that it was a live event that was one of those things where uh welcome to the new world where everybody has a camera and it's you can't, yeah. you can't tell me he didn't see it you know I think he commented about the fact that his friend was filming him on his camera phone you know, yeah, something like so that. it's it's not like he but, didn't know that didn't have it. I don't think he expected it to get out there. Um, no, but maybe it wasn't the right week to do that since he's kind of the hottest news item in professional wrestling uh, at right. the moment. So my thing was, and this is the comment I kind of made throughout the whole thing. If this was C- this was CM Punk being heel CM Punk. Yeah. If like you've seen on the indies, if this happened in the indies, Nobody you cared. know, no. No, no one would care. No. no one it would just brush it off. That doesn't but make it. 
but WWE is, you know, a nationwide company yeah. that has all these relationships with and things like Glad and stuff th- like that. Yeah, this is a company that has that relationship and they do all these bullying campaigns. And then there's somebody who is, um, you know, you can still say a face of the company. You know, he is a guy, you know, whatever he said the last week, like my mic showed, he is on the collector's cups. He is on the promotions. He is on Which is, stuff like that. He's not John Cena in the up front, but I don't know yeah. what the, the book or two with that. And, but. and that's kind of the thing, you know, people may say, like, why is he not, he is not a folk, the main focal point of the company as opposed to some other guys. But I think that's kind of the thing. That's that is who CM Punk is. Yeah. As a heel. Now, that was an amazing heel job, I think. Yeah. Um, I raise uh, moments that this was WWE's I'm not holding a microphone. Um, yeah. Moment. His old, uh, his old IWA Mid South promo where he holds an invisible microphone and just screams so everyone can hear him. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you not seen this? No, I haven't seen this. It, it's, it's back when he was in like IWA Mid South. Um, uh-huh. he's like, and at one point this like drunk chick is like getting in his face and he, and he has like this invisible microphone in his hand. He's like, Oh, you want to say something? And he holds the microphone up to her. I'm not holding a fight fucking microphone. You dumb goofy bitch. <laughs> and it's like, but that's like, that's who CM Punk was. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's his kind of, that's the character he was. And like, like I said, that this, this is kind of the reason, like, and like you said, he's on the collector's clubs, cups and stuff like that. But that's why CM Punk isn't, you know, as much of a focal point as John Cena. Because in all honesty, I'd rather have, you know, CM Punk be CM Punk than have to conform to the whole uh, having to, you know, uh, fit with WWE, with, what WWE wants him to say. Mm-hmm. And here's a clip of it. I found it. The uh, I'm not holding a microphone. He's not holding a microphone. <laughs> He's not holding a microphone. Because apparently, I guess they didn't have a microphone on hand since it was, you know, yeah, it's an IWA Mid South. <laughs> God knows what indie. Actually, I think this is the. Uh, I think it's Madman Pondo's fed. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, or it's Pondo, or I think uh, Ian Rotten. Oh, there's. She's getting into. Yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> like he, he pulls the microphone out for her to say something. <laughs> That's tremendous. Tremendous. All right. Um, so there you go. CM Punk, uh, staying in the news. Good job, guy. Um, I also understand there's, um, uh, there was a great, there was a great, great stuff, um, after the fact last week. I know, uh, I want wrestling.com. He did a, uh, uh, a round table with some former writers, um, that had a lot to talk about. The, uh, there's a little bit of a meme going around. Have you guys seen this? The, uh, uh, I'm not a, ha- the, the I'm a Heyman guy. Yeah, I'm a boy. I mean, yeah. There is a there was a few things I was watching. Uh, I it had I think it was a video that had nothing to do with the whole storyline or anyone in it, but um, like a a YouTube comment would pop up in the middle of the video that says this is a Heyman guy. You know, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of become a thing. It's coming up everywhere. I think they had one on IWantWrestling.com that's like Peter Griffin. Uh, I'm a I'm a Paul Heyman yeah, I'm, guy. I'm a Paul Heyman guy. I mean, it's it's been great stuff. Just. That one moment is going to generate that kind of stuff for there's there's parodies that are popping up that he's posting on iowanwrestling.com. Mm-hmm. Um, Baltimore Suns Kevin Eck blocks about pro wrestling and 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 I, I listened, started listening to a little bit of I didn't have a time to finish but um it sounded like he started doing the you know, ripping on the entire company like on his compatriots at the Baltimore Sun I guess um mm-hmm. I, again didn't finish it but uh 
Uh, I think uh, uh, CM Punk was on Cole Cabana's podcast talking about uh, uh, talking about the promo they cut on Raw. Um, was he on there recently? Uh, yeah, I think because I know because I know he did an interview like a cup like he maybe had like one five months ago. He did one in like one of the first five episodes. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. which is funny because I listened back to that interview. Um, one of the points he made during the Raw promo about um, the fans that would come to him in the airports and make him sign stuff and then go on to eBay because he doesn't because they don't have real jobs. That's actually a true thing. Yeah. Like CM Punk mentions that on Colt Cabana's podcast that these people would come up to him like, have, and would have him sign stuff and then go to eBay to sell it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, these people like stalk, I guess, wrestlers at shows. And yeah, know. it's bad. I mean, I knew one guy. I knew one guy uh, that you go to his my MySpace page and probably his Facebook or God, I hope he's not on you, Google Plus yet. Um, <laughs> you say I hope he's not on you porn? Google Plus. Maybe he's like, no, no, anyways. No, he it was all like awkward pictures of him with wrestlers. It's like, yeah, he's got a picture with Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan and all that stuff. But come on, man. And he's the guy that goes and stalks them at the airport. And he's like so yeah. proud I got all these pictures of all these people. But it's like, really? Really? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's it's one thing like going and like, hey, I got to do an interview with this guy and had to actually talk with him or yeah. I worked and, this and thing, Punk, you know, yeah, I, Punk, I, Punk I even mentioned on the thing, like even like John Cena will talk to those guys, but like he won't sign anything for them. Yeah, because he knows yeah. that, you know, especially somebody like John Cena, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's probably he's probably signing for the guy that, that says Cena sucks at the uh, at the show. You know, <laughs> I mean, for all he knows, Um so yeah, I, I completely understand that, you know, especially when he does so much and gives gives so much for the way for charities and everything. Um, right. But yeah, it, it's yeah, it's it's one of those things. Um, but that goes with the kind of fame factor, you know. So especially for as much as those guys travel and they have to run into it all the time. So. Mm-hmm. Did anything else happen in wrestling that doesn't have to do with CM Punk, guys? Well. Well, okay, well, it doesn't have to do with CM Punk. I was going to say the Raw, I thought the Raw promo with John Cena and uh, Vince was really, okay. really well done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're talking about Cena uh, taking taking Punk's side. Um, yeah. The only, the, I would say uh, I really liked it because it showed, it was something different, like you said, like WWE you know, needs to do around this time. Um, the only problem I had with it was John Cena, uh, like halfway, like the first half of it was still being goofy John Cena, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, with that's, all the mannerisms and shit like that. It's like, uh, I would I would have taken it a bit more seriously. But, I mean, other than that, I love the, um, I just love the fact that, like, he's mentioned, he, what, I believe he mentioned, like, Hogan and, uh, what, uh, what is it? Basic, basically saying that he's the top guy now, but everyone's replaceable. Yeah. According to Vince McMahon. Exactly. Uh, LB, I thought I heard you starting to break, break through there. Oh, no, I was just agreeing that, I mean, yeah, that's that's just who Cena is. I mean, you can't expect him to do an all-serious promo. It's just not, that's not what he does. No, no, it's not what people yeah. expect from him. It, does, it doesn't matter um, that, you know, where this is going. He's still got to be John Cena, you know, regardless. True. But he's kind of changing, and he still is. I mean, he's talking, I mean, his whole thing is, is what the belt means to him, you know. And the whole respect, loyalty, and everything that I think that all wraps up with what they're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, um, and uh, and and, and Zack Ryder was on Raw last night. For Zach no Ryder was on Raw last night. For no inexplicable reason, he walked out. Hey, 
hey, well, he came out. He did his woo woo woo, you know, and he walked to the back. But that, hey, they showed they they the the way they did it. They have to have something to do. Or got, ha- yeah. something has to. Do. They wouldn't just do it for no reason. I gotta just, tell you, you what know. though, they they I mean, it, this is gonna be the setup for uh, when when Punk does leave. You know, I yeah. mean, that's they got to do something with those two guys with the belt right now, Otunga and uh, McGillicuddy. Otunga. Otunga. Yeah, I I found it weird because someone mentioned on like something or whatever. Oh, there there was some list of like the twenty five worst uh, tag team champions, and like they were on it, and they mentioned the fact that like McGillicuddy and Otunga were like the two runner ups from the first two seasons of NXT. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even know that. I thought they were just two random guys that they put together. So they could, for, you know, no apparent reason. So they could st- they could be together, get matching tights, and call themselves second place. Yeah, it's like, but it's like, this, I really do, you know, hate the whole Nexus sort of stuff, because it's like, none of these guys have personalities that differentiate. The the only ones are, um, Punk, of course, and Mason Ryan. Yeah, yeah, and, and, well, you know, that's, that was the thing, though, and we talked about that. Uh, the Nexus was to cover up that these guys didn't have personalities, you know. Well, I mean, some of them had, I think some of them had good personalities and good gimmicks. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, Otunga. But it's like you even forget the fact now that Otunga is supposed to be some, like, uh, Hollywood, you know, uh, guy that's dating, what's her name? Uh, Star? What? No, uh, whatever, whatever his wife's name is. But he's like a, he's supposed to be the big celebrity guy, but you can, you don't even know that anymore. Star Jones? And now he's just another guy in a black shirt. Forever. What's that, LB? They've been half-assing that storyline forever. Yeah, yeah. Like, every- Ever since when they first had their thing with John Cena, they've been half-assing. Oh, he's married to that one chick. This is meal ticket. He's in Hollywood and all this stuff. But it was it was so half-assed. Nobody really gave a shit. Yeah, you know they teach him I, turning on Wade Barrett. That never happened. You know it. And I will again, say, there's no follow-through. WWE has the tools to make a good tag team division. Um, basically, because you know they have they have the people. And I think to work, there's ways where you can make good tag teams. Uh, for example, like I, the thing I sent to most of you guys, I think this past week was, um, the main event for WWE superstars, which was, uh, Trent Beretta and the Usos against, um, uh, Slater, Gabriel and Tyson Kidd. Holy shit. Was that a good tag team match? Nice. Like it was fucking amazing. And I mean, you have the tag teams there. You have guys like the Usos, you have, Slater and Gabriel, you can you can combine people to you know uh, make them work. Um, I re- I remember I was looking up old or I was looking up FCW stuff and uh, Johnny Curtis, who's now on SmackDown doing some weird like shit, like painting himself in a corner, uh, <laughs> which have been fantastic by the way. Which uh, I mean, they're awkward, saw, but they're fantastic. He had a, he had a tag team in FCW with uh, Derek Bateman, who's uh, Michael Hutter, who's a local, who's actually a local Pittsburgh guy, I think. Um, yeah. and they were like a comedy duo and they were really fucking hilarious and fucking, you know, good in the ring. So you can bring in these guys from FCW, you know, you can combine, you have those guys like Santino and Kozlov and all these other teams, you know, it's just the fact that WWE doesn't really care about tag team wrestling anymore. It's, it's, it's where do they divide the time? And you're seeing that now. That's, with, yeah. You're, you're seeing that now with TNA. Now TNA is doing a great job with the X division stuff. There, I saw now. two matches with the ladies, uh, which was pretty, 
uh, uh, great. We got this yeah. Bound for Glory thing. But notice Tag Team Wrestling is taking a back seat the last uh, three weeks of Impact. So now we got now we got a feud between the British Invasion and Mexican America over America, which is hey, you know what? I love the game. <laughs> you know, both of them Los are not from America. Hey, I'm just glad they brought back Los Barriquas. Los Barriquas. Los, um, yeah, and, and they're sorry. taking on you know, uh, you know, I, I, the 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 blue bloods. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I I but I like the British invasion, except they're uh, bringing back the British invasion with Rob Terry. Ah, uh, who's not even a little bit British? I thought he's he's from Wales or something. I don't know. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. I don't. <laughs> I, just... I thought, but wasn't Brutus Magnus like from Rome though? Originally, the shore, <laughs> you know, Rome, England. I don't, yeah, it's, and it's like Beer Money hasn't, well, Beer Money's been involved in that series thing, yeah. but I mean. Exactly. The, yeah, you're right, the tag teams have really, you know, took him to a backseat. But they got a lot going on, and they do only have a two-hour show. WWE yeah. has six hours of programming a week. LB, you had something? Kofi was originally Jamaican. So <laughs> that is true. That and, is true. And it's like, you no, know, uh, Chris yes. Sabin's injured. Um, I don't know what the hell they're doing with the Bucks. Mm. Uh, you know, they don't have a lot of guys in the tag team division right now. So, like I say, it's time. What's that, LB? They have a tag team named the Fox. <laughs> no, the Bucks, the Young Bucks. Generation Me. I, Generation Me. I love the Fox. <laughs> That's a much better. Okay, okay, we know you're not wearing pants. Don't show off the legs. Don't show the um, legs. <laughs> you had an unfortunate um camera move there, I think. My bad, my bad, guys. That's for that's strictly for gold. Strictly <laughs> <laughs> for gold. But wow. yeah, I I do like what they're doing with the X Division. I'm very excited for the X Division pay per view. Yeah. What? The first time I've ever been excited for a TNA pay-per-view in a long time. Who would have time. thought that this brand switch would have gotten me interested in it again? I don't care if they get better ratings. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know? Fuck it. You know, what? what yeah. Especially, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, the Destination X, you know, card looks great. Yeah. You know? It looks, it looks fantastic. Of course, uh, we're talking about, um, um, got, what's that? We're a little biased. A little biased. Uh, Christopher Daniels and uh, AJ <laughs> Styles is going to be a good one. Uh, we got another Jerry Lynn and RVD. I'm, and I think so, I think that match will main event. Um, from what I'm from what the rumor is, uh, Daniels and AJ. Yeah, I think they've stated that multiple times that it's going to main event on the show. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Rob Van versus Jerry Lynn, which I'm I'm really excited about. I know. I know some people have problems with that match, but I'm really excited about that match. You know what? It's a nice kind of where we were, where we got to, and where we are now of the night. And the, the know, match that it's the match we were supposed to have at Hardcore Justice until Jerry Lynn injured his back. That is true. That is true. So it's making up for that. That's why I felt like it's more recent that they were talking. He's talking about four years ago. Uh, what else we got here? We got uh, Abyss versus Brian Kendrick. Which okay. he's the X Division <laughs> champion. Okay, that's 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 what they're doing. I don't. That's the once only again, thing. Once again, I've made the point. Brian Kendrick shouldn't be representing the X Division. <laughs> he shouldn't be the speaker of the X Division. I, I only saw a little bit this week, and that's the only thing I saw from that angle. So I, I they, don't. They, I have no idea. Uh, like they stole his mask, and yeah, like I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's that's fine. Um, whatever. Uh, Samoa Joe versus Kazarian. It yeah. should be a good. Uh, it should be a good, good match. match. Interesting how they're having the where he's getting jolted from the uh, 
doing the three way with Daniels and AJ again, which is and that's and this is what the X Division used to be, you know, having matches like that didn't have like a whole lot of storyline behind it, but they just had the matches because they were good matches. Yeah, just the the who's the best and let the match tell the story and be ridiculous and fun, you know. Um, and then we also got the uh, well, it's not announced completely announced yet. But the four-way for a contract with TNA, mm-hmm. um, Austin Aries, Zima Ion, or Shima Zion, uh, mm-hmm. friend of the show, uh, Loki, um, who won his match this past week, and, uh, well, just spoil, uh, try spoil the Spoiler alert! Guy. No? Go for it. I just put uh, alert Jack out. Evans. Who? Jack Evans. Who? Jack Evans. <laughs> Refresh our memory on ju- who, uh, Jack Evans is. Jack Evans, <laughs> um... From uh, is... I think he, I think he used to be in TNA. LB did he was in he was in TNA he was in Ring of Honor. Remember he's that little kid, not little kid, but he's tiny. He looks like uh, looks like Eminem. Kid. Oh, the guy from Wrestling Much Society kid. X. There he is. Yeah, Wrestling Society X. That <laughs> more flippy than other flippy guys. Oh, <laughs> he has a lot of the flippies. And... So this is like this is like the group of guys. That don't have a contract, but really should, and somebody's going to get one. Yeah, someone's going to get one, which I think they should give all of them contracts. Yeah, personally. yeah, it's like really, you should kind of just hire all of them, especially. Yeah, you should. They need to hire like everyone especially that they're going to bring in, and like just do continue with this X division thing. Because come on, yeah, like yeah. seriously, I think it, uh, it might be a good testing the waters thing for for that return. Like, let's see how this does. You know, kind of like mm-hmm. you know they did their hardcore. Thing and we're like, wow, that was really good. Let's do a lot more hardcore stuff. And you know, you had some for a little bit. It didn't go that great. Yeah, but I and uh, yeah, but you know, I, I the only thing I hated was the they had uh, they had this before the glory uh, or the before the bell special or whatever, um, like covering the event basically, like running down the car and stuff like that. It was really good. They had like a lot of interviews from people and stuff like that. Except they also interviewed Eric Bischoff, um, who's basically like this pay per view is gonna suck. Because the X Division sucks and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, way to sell a pay-per-view, asshole. Like, yeah. I know, and I know it's his gimmick, but I mean, come on. You gotta, you can't say, you know, that a pay-per-view is gonna suck ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And expect people to buy it. You know? I'm gonna make a prediction for the pay-per-view right now. It's gonna do well. I think it's gonna do really, really well. It's gonna be one of the higher selling pay-per-views probably for TNA for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, in a month, in two months, we're going to be sitting here. The numbers are going to come out. We're going to be like, what happened to their momentum? What happened to that? What happened to this guy? They didn't give him contracts. We just let him go. They're going to have yeah. a good night, and that's they're not going to be able to – they don't capitalize it's on it. It's their version of one-night stand. Yeah, I, don't, I highly doubt they're capitalizing on this. I would be very surprised if they did. Um, I'm very happy if they did because it's like, you know, I want them to – showcase this kind of stuff but i mean um and yeah the six-sided rings returning um ultimate x. i think there's also an, there's also going to be an ultimate x match i don't i don't i don't think it's any going to be any of the matches advertised but i guess they'll no, include no. another it's, another match in there everybody left it's going to be generation me it's going to be who knows else it's probably shark boy uh um, <laughs> probably shark boy you know um uh, amazing red amazing red yeah whoever's left really um, yeah, and that that'll be fine. You know, it's gonna be crazy, and it'll be. I mean, th- there's really a, a chance for everything to be a show stealer here. You know, um, and, and I'm that's, excited. Like I said, I the only time I've been excited for a TNA paper. Yeah, yeah. 
LB? Yeah. I might actually watch this one, and I can't. I honestly, I cannot remember the last time I went out of my way to watch a TNA pay per view. Exactly. So kudos to them. I mean, if this is, um, you know, I, I I suspected when they first did the Impact Wrestling that we, you know, uh, uh, wrestling is important to us kind of spiel. Uh, it was going to take a couple weeks to wind into that because I know everybody saw that change and they were like, "Oh, this isn't wrestling. What are you guys doing?" You know, yeah, this um, is the same old shit. Yeah, this is the same old shit. This is the same old shit. But I think you're seeing that now. It really oh, feels yeah. like it. It feels that mentality seems to be there. It's set in. I mean, guys, you know, this and is with it's with the X Division thing, and it's also with this Bound for Glory series thing that they're doing. Exactly, exactly. It's like I, I, I can't believe I was so excited for a match between Samoa Joe and Brother Devon. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and that which was surprisingly a really good match. And that that whole like he's trying to get what he's trying to get a submission well, to get more it was points. Like, he he could uh like he had Devon put away a lot <laughs> during the match, uh-huh. but instead of going a pin, he kept going for the submission to uh try to uh, get the ten points instead okay. of the seven points, and it ended up like Devon beating him because Joe didn't pin him. He yeah. kept trying to go for submissions. Yeah, so there's which I, that's fucking cool though, because you know that's putting the focus on the wrestling. That's a lot of storytelling happening in your matches. That's fantastic, yeah. and that's why we were we were watching uh, TNA on the pay per view days, and it really feels back to that. Now, again, it is a big convoluted mess of a math system, uh, but it yeah. but it, it's one of those they have several months if they can pull this off and keep it coherent, it'll be. I, I love and I even love the thing like they did with uh, Gunner and AJ Styles where they just told the story like he's beaten me on a house show I've beaten him on a house show we're gonna have the rubber match you know yeah exactly exactly and how he got a jump on him to try to get get up on him on that last one that was pretty good too yeah uh, you know it's it's you don't have to do you know ridiculous storytelling no no you if it's the little storytelling you do in matches that you know makes it something we don't have to have the uh casket that 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 drops from the ceiling match uh yeah crazy with, sting? With, with the fake uh tombstones crazy, no. crazy sting <laughs> that works for me. no the, the best was the plastic can- the best was the plastic candelabras in, in the corners uh yeah those are those are Cra- pretty good crazy sting is crazy <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> i don't i don't fucking get sting. like oh my god that was the ridiculous ridiculous shit i i just because i wasn't like the opening of impact i wasn't really watching it i was kind of like semi watching it and i just look over and he's like shoving vitamins in hogan's mouth and i'm like what the fuck is going on like and then but then i watched back of it again where he said the whole you ought to always say say your prayers and eat your vitamins and i'm like oh that kind of makes a bit more sense yeah, yeah, it, it's it's interesting. I mean, it's it's got my attention, which is more than the you know we're Hulk Hogan and we're taking over kind of stuff. So mm. you know that's cool. That, that's that's cool with me. Yeah. Um. So at least it's not like well, I guess it still is kind of like the title thing, but the title has been put on the back burner. So, yeah. Uh, they're having this big show with uh with the title match. So, I mean. Yeah, and they did that before, where they had the big major all storyline pay per view esque show uh, before the hardcore homecoming, whatever hardcore. Yeah, Justice, yeah. Uh, well, it, it, I don't, I don't think it'll be the size of that. No, no. like how that that show was, because that show was amazing. But 
uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm not really <laughs> amazingly excited for Sting versus Mr. Anderson, but no, no, yeah. but, but it, that's kind of, I kind of rather see Mr. Anderson hey, versus Kurt Angle back since, you know, he's the number one contender and all. We're back but, to that point where, uh, we were, we're watching for the, the undercard, just like the WCW good days, <laughs> just like, um, just like when we first were really watching TNA. Cause we were like, really, uh, National Hall, you, you look horrible. Yeah. Uh, DDP, <laughs> really? Okay. Moving on. Uh, kind of thing. So. There you go. Mm. Hey, here's a statement I want you guys to wrap your heads around. Billy Gunn says the New Age Outlaws and Sean X Pac Waltman have earned a spot in the Hall of Fame. Oh. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Right. Uh, but no, think about it. Because there was actually a good conversation we had on Yeah, here. think about it. No. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. <laughs> we had a good conversation. Uh, Kyle was on the Facebook uh, uh, page uh, talking with me about it. Um, and he say, he has some good points. He says, yes, they have done plenty of things in that company to warrant it. Uh, they've won titles and accolades. They helped uh, keep the DX name alive for as long as it lived. And personally, and I responded to this, um, that was kind of my fondest memories of D-Generation X. And let's not forget about Billy and Chuck. So, you know, and... Uh, <laughs> Zach Palumbo will go in the Hall of Fame before <laughs> in the Hall of Fame. Back to it. And they uh, created great memorable moments like the Nation <laughs> of Domination parody. Um... So, That's true, and that, and I understand that, but mm-hmm. no, I, I there are many people that uh, I, okay, they'll pro- I wouldn't be surprised if they went in the Hall of Fame this year. Them going in the Hall of Fame? Hell no! I don't know about this year. There are way I, there are way more. Did he say that, this year or that they would? I'm not sure, but I'm sure he'd love like sooner than later, of course, so he can get better. Yeah, sooner than later. Years. Yeah, maybe. Maybe five years or and, ten and years. I, I, put, uh, I pose this. The question is, where do they stack up next to Coco Beware? Granted, different uh, time. Oh, Coco Beware was the shit. Yeah, but really. Why am I now, saying that? Coco, I've never seen. Uh, <laughs> I didn't really watch Coco Beware. LB, I, you were alive when Coco Beware was the shit. Was he the shit? And where does he compare on the Hall of Fame line? We're alive. I was alive. I'm. I'm still. Wait a minute. Am I dead? <laughs> That's not. No, I, I, I think Coco Beware belongs in the Hall of Fame, and I don't think that uh, the uh, the fit players in DX belong in the Hall of Fame. They were obnoxious. They were annoying. I have no interest in seeing either one of them ever again for the rest of my life. So, but remember, they were part- remember, remember the one Billy Gun. Well, okay, not that we're talking. I mean, you know, no, no, because I like that. Like I remember, I watched it. Like some, <laughs> what? I watched something from him. He got a huge pop from the crowd just for some weird reason. I'm like, really? They're really? popping not, from Billy Gunn? Not Ass Man, Mr. Ass, Billy Gunn? No, not I mean, Mr. Those, Ass. Not those Mr. Days. Ass was horrible. Mr. Ass was horrible. That, that was the most... They worry about the gay comments these days. That was the most suggestive theme music I think they ever had. Um, for three live crew? Oh. That, well, yeah, well we're, that's we're, TNA. That well, didn't happen. Well, Road Dog and Can't Quit, Man, yeah. Right out there. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm just saying, like, Coco Beware, he was great for what he was. But really, what major role did he have? What other than being Coco Beware? You know what I mean? That's true. But, but, but that's the, that goes the same for Billy Gunn, Road Dog, and Xbox. No, no, because those guys were part of some of the biggest stuff in history. They I know, had, but they were actually, minor. Uh, okay. So triple, were, triple H. If, if you're going to put those guys in, then you should absolutely in the same breath induct Virgil. 
because he was yeah. around for some of the biggest stuff in history. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Triple, no, Triple H needs to go in the Hall of Fame before those assholes go in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> well, yes. Yes. But again, those guys were. And I don't a see part, Triple H going in the Hall of Fame. Uh, they, like, not in the next. They couple were years. a part of um, uh, of of again the Nation Domination skit. They were a part of the WCW invasion angle. Um, so, so, so was Kama Mustafa. <laughs> so was Kama Mustafa. <laughs> Um, we have, I, you know, I think Billy Gunn probably gets more credit because he was part of Billy and Chuck. You can't say that wasn't one of the greatest. Why are you such a big fan of Billy I'm and Chuck? I'm a fan of Billy and Chuck. Who's not a fan of Billy and Chuck? That was some of the greatest stuff. No, no, no. no that no, was no. some of the, okay, Chuck's no, no, no. not a fan the, of the Billy and Chuck. Billy, the only thing that made Billy and Chuck was Rico, okay? No, no. Rico was the shit. LB, LB, tell us how it is. <laughs> No, Billy and Chuck was great because it was fucking ridiculous. And ch- anything Chuck Palumbo touches turns to gold. Okay. <laughs> he, he was that woman beating motorcycle guy there. For oh, like yeah, a he, can, yeah. he can't, he can't yeah. turn what, Michelle McCool's vagina into gold. That's right. And you know what? Rico was the shit. Rico was the shit. I remember watching him on fucking American Gladiators. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no. Fucking Rico, man, when he came back and he had the leopard print, he brought in Jackie and he was all kicking people and making and Charlie Haas. And he was fucking Charlie Haas. Going back to the tag team thing, that list of worst tag teams, one of them on there, Rico and Charlie Haas. <laughs> I don't know, that was some pretty entertaining shit. And it made for some very entertaining entrances in the wrestling game that came out that year. Yeah. There's Rico. Yeah, I mean that was the innuendo was fantastic. Rico was a cop or whatever. Yeah, like he was. I think he was a Vegas a cop in Vegas. Um, he's currently an officer for the Nevada Taxi Cab Authority. No, he wasn't. He was Bobby. He wasn't a contestant on American Gladiators. He won American Gladiators. Which he was a contestant that won. Well, I know, but he didn't. He wasn't just a contestant. He won American Gladiators. He's a he. Yes, okay. I miss his mutton chops. He was on the SWAT team at one point. He was a badass motherfucker. He was a badass motherfucker. <laughs> and he went and won American Gladiators, became a pro wrestler, and uh, and there, here he is in pink tights. There you go, right there. Mm. Fantastic. Fantastic. Wow, that was, that was one of those guys. He, he was always one that entertained me. Some, not the Samoan SWAT <laughs> team, Bobby. That is the wrong SWAT team. Um, there you go. Please, what is Rico doing nowadays? If I said so, he so, is so currently an officer for the Nevada oh, Taxi Cab Authority. Oh, currently? Okay. Currently. I was going to say, well, actually, no, don't don't tell me what he's doing, because I remember I was talking to Lunchbox this past week, and I said, you know who was awesome? Sean O'Hare. <laughs> Why don't they bring back Sean O'Hare? What is he doing now? Ginger and O'Hare, yeah. And, no, and, then, and then I looked on Wikipedia and I realized that he's in jail for beating his girlfriend. For real? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. So no, don't go. No, don't bring back Sean What's O'Hare. That Never mind. Yeah, he was legit. Yeah, he's beating his bitches. Wow. Um, wow. There you go. So much potential. No, no, Bobby, you do not mention meat. Oh, you mentioned me. Ah, I don't want to talk. Mm. <laughs> you you I, not mention Sean Stasiak around DJ Lunchbox. I can't handle Sean. Mm-mm, mm-mm. He hates him like what a spy on. What's, who the fuck is that? 
I don't know. Who did I put up? I don't know. I don't know. It's a Miller Lite. All I gotta say is... He likes Miller Lite. Meat. <laughs> Meat. Meat. I miss the Basham Brothers. All right, this has been a great... We, we turned this all into a remember when here, guys. Remember when? Remember when? Meat. Remember Mark Jindrak. Mark Jindrak. Kate and Jindrak. Yeah. Garrison Kate, yes. All right, on that, guys. Uh, let's let's go around, guys. Tell me, what did... Again, really short, weird week for wrestling, but uh, tell me, uh, uh, DJ Lunchbox, what did you learn from wrestling this week? I learned that uh, CM Punk will do whatever it takes to keep his fucking name in the media. <laughs> he would call he, out a whole he, demographic of people. Including <laughs> calling out a transsexual by pointing and screaming, You have a vagina! <laughs> <laughs> he knows. Yes. Yes. Um, fantastic. Yeah, wrestle fan. What'd you learn from wrestling this week? Oh boy, what did I learn in wrestling this week? I learned. Okay, I learned Vicky Guerrero. Um, is I thought Vicky Guerrero was hot. She's hotter with uh, cake, with the added cake all over her. Yeah, that was that I was must, nice. I must have I missed that, that part. I, wow. I, I I fell asleep. She she got cake on her from the Dolph. Or Kofi shoved her into the cake that she wow. made for Dolph Ziggler's birthday. She was Dolph looking Ziggler. rather slim this week, to be honest. That she was wow. looking pretty, pretty fucking hot. Pretty crotch surprising. cam. What? That's the crotch cam. Crotch there cam. Go. Crotch cam. So yeah, Vicky Guerrero. When uh yeah. That's the straight up Chachi's crotch cam. <laughs> Chachi, what'd you learn from wrestling? Um, or what did you learn from your crotch this week? Uh, what I learned from my crotch this week? Nothing. My crotch didn't do anything this week. <laughs> it was slayed up in bed watching <laughs> yeah. Power Rangers along with and you. Power Rangers and uh, wrestling documentaries on Netflix. And I learned that um, wrestling used to be a hell of a lot better. I watched what had to have been a 20-minute match between The Rock and Mankind. Mm -hmm. That was just outstanding. And then I see CM Punk sitting on a stage getting bleeped and cut off and just hope they take that final push to put us back to where it was. So you're watching the uh, the rock set on yeah. uh, on Netflix. Yeah. I watched like two hours of the six yeah, so far. You're telling me about yeah. that. So what, what did you say? You, 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 you came up to me uh, the one day and you were like, uh, you know, the wrestling, what was it, from 1996 to 1998 was really awesome. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, the wrestling really? from 96. But again, to... you're watching all the main events yeah. from the, that time period. The main events in 96 to 99 were amazing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you had uh, Deadly Games. Deadly Games! Survivor <laughs> Series! But, I mean, they had their own theme song. That was the best one. Mm -hmm. Just like 80s movies, pay-per-views had their own theme songs. Yeah. It's a Deadly Game! It was so, like something like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean... But, oh, the memories. Yeah. It, it was this the whole, whole segment's been a huge remember when. Yeah, it was the whole uh, McMahon family versus The Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, The Rock yeah. had to use his tr tricks to survive the tournament to face Mick fully, and, and it ended up being a ploy all along because the McMahons wanted The Rock to be the corporate champion and fuck the people. Mm -hmm. And then they had that empty arena match, and <laughs> that wasn't on, uh, <laughs> yes. that wasn't on there, was it? No, 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 well, it no, might no be. not on that same show. But it I mean, might be, but I'm not. It, that it, it was part of their feud. 
I was surprised because I, I I don't think they put the Royal Rumble match like the I Quit match where he bashed him in the head with the chair multiple times. Yeah, they did. Your, did yeah. they? Yeah. Okay, I probably just didn't get that far then. Yeah, they because I remember like they, I I saw that they were getting into that feud. I'm like. No arena match. No arena match. <laughs> you know, <laughs> best empty arena match since any empty arena match. So I mean, yeah, back when uh, the stuff used to be really, really good instead of me- mediocre. And that was on halftime heat. Halftime heat from the Super Bowl. Oh, remember when Heat was a show that people cared about? Uh, remember when Heat was a documentary series? Yeah, I wouldn't know when he. I, when I was started watching wrestling, Heat was just a way to get all the uh, all the people that weren't like the big stars on TV. Yeah, hey, which is superstars now. Um, yeah, that when when I when Heat started, it was like an MTV. Like they had this great series on the Hell in a Cell match with Mick Foley, and it it was two of the songs by uh, this band called Virgos Merlot, and I love the p I love the piece they did on on the Hell in a Cell so much. I went and bought the CD. So, I mean, it was, a, you know, it's kind of like a probably pre-emo uh, or something like that. Um, anyways, we got some from yeah. the chat room here. Bobby F.J. Town says, and I lost it. He learned that Angry Vince is the best if he doesn't find his motherfucking Pingon pills. Pingon pills? What? Pingon pinwheels. You're fire. Also, I learned that I will provide video footage of Colin Blair versus Zach Rain from Thundercup because it was the shit. I will say, Vince legitimately scared me when he handed Cena back the title and he says, You have your match, and Cena starts smiling, and then he just goes right in his face and it's like, Get that damn smile off your face. That scared the shit out of me. He's done that to somebody. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I. Just learned that CM Punk has power in his stash. <laughs> that is <laughs> like doesn't that mustache. look like a Nazi stash he's growing there? Uh, what do you got going on there? Nazi stash. Rob sent a uh, an Instagram out that says I found half a terabyte of fried chicken. I was curious about that. And it, it's a picture of a hard drive that says KFC drive. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, oh, you, this is for the techies, but since you mentioned it on air, I have to show it. Well, there you go, KFC drive. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, I'm just... <sighs> Alright guys, thanks a lot for joining us again. Uh, you can catch us over at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Follow us on Twitter at MayhemShow. And also, please give us an email at... GoodTimes! At WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Um... That's why I just got skull fucked by a demon. <laughs> 412-206-WMN0-9670 for the rest of you. And, of course, please check us out on the Blip TV, YouTube.com, uh, and iTunes. Please leave comments and stuff as well. Uh, we like hearing from you. Or, and, and interact with us on the Facebook page. Uh, we've been having a lot of great discussions on there lately. And, uh, you know, they may lead to uh, being right on the show like the one tonight. Hi, Ken. Okay. I'm waving to you if you're on audio, Ken. Um, <laughs> uh, thanks again, WrestleFan, DJLB, and Chachi. Thanks for Mike Kingston from Headlock. Please check him out. Twitter.com slash HeadlockComic. What and... did you learn from wrestling this week? Oh, what did Sorgatron I... learn from wrestling this week? We completely skipped you. I completely skipped me, apparently. <laughs> That's what happens when you don't ask me, motherfuckers. Hey, I, there's two I, other people here that should have picked up the slack. I learned. That Degeneration X's latest DVD I can't watch because it was too recent. Because I'm like watching <laughs> SummerSlam 2009 match that they're having with the Legacy. I'm like, man, 
I really don't care about this. That's the first match on the DVD. That's the first match on the DVD. I didn't get through the first match really? on the what, DVD. Does the DVD only have like five matches? I'm like, how far did they go with this? <coughs> so, I mean, it has like, it has like all the skits back to back. It's like they threw everything in Final Cut and put, put them all together and put them on DVD, shot an intro, we're good. You know. Um, anyways. Yeah. Anyways. Um, other than that, uh, there was a good like, minute and a half segment at the beginning between the two of them but you know you know uh well anyways thanks again uh yeah mike hansen again headlock comic check it out on facebook and i'm sure he's gonna have plenty of great stuff coming soon um that's it that's mayhem guys get the fuck out of here and watch some wrestling just wait just wait just wait